You're live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. Got an awesome tech show for you today. Later on, we'll uh, be chatting about the Apple announcement. They are using their own Apple chips now inside of their laptops. We'll tell you what that means. We'll also be talking about Google Photos. The unlimited storage is ending. Uh, A lot of people are upset about this. So we'll tell you what it's all about and uh, some alternatives. And... uh, We'll talk about some Black Friday tech deals that we're looking for uh, as well and uh, how you can save some money. Let's uh, look at some of the tech news now, as we always do in our first segment, John. Uh, One that really caught my eye is uh, about a little Japanese town, Takikawa, and they have a problem with bear attacks. And so last year, I think they had 157 people were attacked by bears in 2019. That's crazy. That's a lot of bear attacks. I don't think we get that in BC. No, no. So they've uh, come up with a robot wolf or a series of robot wolves to scare away the bears. And I had visions of these being like robotic, like running around, chasing (laughs) after the bears or something. That would not be good, John. (laughs) That would not be good. Boston Dynamics. Yeah. So you got to Google this. Uh, it, It looks like one of those bad Halloween things that you'd get at Costco. The animatronic. The animatronic kind of thing. So it's a giant scary wolf with glowing eyes that basically the head moves around and growls and makes wolf noises. It looks like you also could put a quarter in it at the Safeway and ride it. Yeah. So I am disappointed, such as yourself, that this thing isn't roaming the forest looking for for bad bears. Then we'd have like demonic wolf attacks. (laughs) But... Uh, yeah, I, I guess this is the, the wave of the future. So it's like a scarecrow. Kind of. But in wolf form. It's just so bizarre. Well, we'll have to uh, follow up and see how many uh, bear attacks this has prevented uh, in 2020. Uh, moving on in our news, BMW's got a new electric scooter. You were pretty excited about this. Yeah, this looks really cool. I mean, and when we say scooter, this is more like a Vespa kind of a scooter. Yeah, mopedish type not, thing. Not like your 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 Lime rental scooter that uh, we've talked about a lot. This thing looks like something out of Battlestar Galactica 1980. It does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> or I don't like, know if you remember that series, uh, Battlestar Galactica. They finally reached Earth, and uh, two of the the Battlestar Galactica pilots have these special flying motorcycles. That's what they've done here. Yes. It, you know, to be fair, it kind of looks like a little bit like the futuristic motorcycles in Westworld season yeah. four. Right? Or if you watch any Japanese anime from the future, yeah. this is exactly it. Yeah. But it looks cool. It definitely looks cool. Do they have a price? No, not so much. But, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I stand corrected. How much would you pay for an electric scooter from BMW? Well, I'm looking at the price. I can see fourteen thousand US. Well, that's not ridiculous. For I mean, that's a couple of small cars. Yes. Let's move on. Uh, if you have a Ring Video Doorbell, uh, make sure you check which version you have. Uh, the second generation uh, has been recalled uh, for fire issues. It's interesting. It's kind of confusing how they've worded this. It sounds like if you've installed it correctly, you're okay. Yes. But if not, you could have a problem. You're, you're not okay. Yeah. It'll burn your house down. Yeah. And, and this is the one with the blue ring, which I think is what I have at my house. And I think it's what you have as well. Yeah. I think we're going to be checking our 
doorbells right after this segment here. Yeah, the trick is you actually have to take it off the the wall and look at the serial number on the back. And they yeah. actually have a website. If you go to Ring's website, ring.com, there's probably a link on there. And you enter your serial number and it'll tell you if yours is one of the recalled ones. Uh, yeah, so if you've installed it correctly, you'll be okay. You'll have to go to the website to see exactly uh, you know, the issue here. You might not have to send it back. Yeah. Are they replacing them? They don't really say. Yeah. They say that uh, there was about 8,700 of them in Canada. Right. Uh, a few more in the U.S., 350,000. I guess they like ring video doorbells a lot more down there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so, you know, that's why if you're not comfortable with installing these electrical things, get it, get an electrician to do it that knows what they're doing. Yeah, it sounds like even if you had an electrician, that might not solve this problem. Well, Anyway, because it's charging the battery and the charging part is the problem. Anyway, Ring Video Doorbell, uh, go to Ring's uh, website and they will uh, walk you through on how to check your doorbell to make sure that you don't burn your house down. Okay, we're going to have to take a break. I want to throw to our website. Getconnectedmedia.com is the place to go. We are giving away a Google Pixel 4XL smartphone. This thing is all kinds of awesome. Beautiful, large screen. It's the large version of the Pixel. It also has a fantastic camera on it as well for taking photos uh, in any condition, including great at low light as well. You'll be blown away at how good this thing uh, really is. Again, getconnectedmedia.com. Go to the newsletter tab and subscribe to win. Of course, on our website, we've got lots of great stuff happening there. All our audio and video podcasts, including our sister show, The App Show, and lots of great how-to videos, tips and tricks, and all the tech news that you would love. When we come back from the break, uh, we will be talking about the new Apple announcements. They're going to change the world with their computers once again. Stay tuned. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. We've got Graham Williams uh, with us today as well. A lot more to talk about. Uh, In a bit, we'll be talking about Google Photos. The unlimited storage is ending. We'll tell you what that means and some alternatives. And we'll uh, also be talking about uh, some of the tech deals we're looking for for Black Friday. Right now, let's talk about the new Apple announcement. Uh, Apple this week announced that they are going their own way with the chips inside their computers, their laptops, and their desktop uh, PCs. Up until now, they've been using Intel chips, pretty well the chip that uh, every major laptop manufacturer has been using. Uh, But don't forget back in the day, I think in the 90s, they were using Motorola's PowerPC chips. So this isn't uh, unprecedented. But what is uh, new for Apple is that they've developed this chip themselves and they've rolled out uh, two new laptops, MacBook Air, MacBook Pro, and the MacBook Mini gets a refresh uh, as well. And Graham, you're an Apple nut uh, <laughs> uh, give give the listeners uh, kind of a, a rundown of why this is important and what kind of performance uh, increases we're looking at. So I, I don't want to understate this. Uh, the world changed this week. This is the the first week of the next generation of computing. Um, you know, we've come a long way from the original uh, Apple machines. Uh, they went through that PowerPC era, which they were way ahead in performance for a while. And then Motorola and IBM weren't really able to deliver on being able to put out performance per watt. Um, they got very hot. Um, there was a joke that, you know, the PowerBook, uh, uh, PowerPC 5 uh, was going to be coming at some point and they should just have fire departments on alert if that ever happened. <laughs> um, so the, the switch to Intel chips with the Core and Core Duo 
was a really welcome change. This is the next step. And Apple's been doing this. They've been aiming this way for the last 10 years. So this is 10 years of product design coming to fruition in these brand three brand new products. So this M1 chip uh, is basically, it's based on the ARM chipset, which Apple has a lifetime unlimited license to. Um, it's really recently just been passed off to, um, to NVIDIA. And so looking at this, this is an incredibly powerful processor. Um, this is the same sort of process that you'll find in your iPhone and iPad, which years ago we would have gone, you know, a phone processor in a computer. And this, this is actually a desktop class processor that's in your phone. Um, we're looking at the benchmarks right now. And so I have a brand new 16 inch MacBook Pro on my desk here that was purchased earlier this year. Sucker. And in single core <laughs> tasks, in single core tasks, uh, the 13 inch MacBook Pro, the entry level is up to 75% faster. I'm glad I, I held this off. When I say this, there is there is the time before this week, and there is the time after this week. Intel has been very, very uh, aggressive in this space over the course of the last ten years. They've really gone after AMD. AMD has done some really awesome things. Um, Apple, you know, with uh, Johnny, who's their uh, their chief uh, chip processor guy, um, Intel wanted him as their CEO. That's how good this fella is. And so when we're saying that they have an all star team working on Apple Silicon. Um, they absolutely do. Now, the big deal here is one performance, but performance really means nothing without that that performance per watt and being able to run things in a in a cool way. Um, one of the biggest concerns about all of the portable Macs in the past has been, you know, how, when does the fan kick on? Because when the fan kicks on, usually what that means is the process, processor has to throttle down in order to not burn too much power and burn too much heat. Um, these things, I don't know if you if you go take a look at this keynote. The entire thing, like the, the, the guts of the computer looks like a stick of gum. Again, something that would fit into your phone. And the, uh, the MacBook Air is a fanless design. The MacBook Pro has a fan, but uh, all of that battery life that's usually spent cooling these things, um, you don't have to do anymore. So the, the secret behind this is the system on a chip. Right, basically taking all of the different pieces, your memory control, your graphics, um, all of the the high high uh, power processors, and then they've got these lower power processors for little things like you know just making sure the Wi-Fi is on and and um, you know taking care of font rendering. All of these things are packed onto one single chip. This is a big deal. What does this mean for Intel? This is this is really going to the mat. So, and this is great for everybody. Like if you use Windows, this is actually, should actually be an exciting day for you because Apple has thrown down the gauntlet. We've been looking at how processors get faster over the course of the last 70 years. It's hard to think of it that long, but um, there was something called Moore's Law, which basically said that the number of transistors in a processor would double over the course of two years and our processing power would double as well. We were hitting the limits of that because we're hitting the limits of physics on this. So basically making these things, putting more, more transistors on there and making processors faster, we can only shrink them down so far. And there's been a, a couple of processes. Basically, the smaller this number is, the better it is. And we were getting down to like, you know, uh, under 20. Um, the seven nanometer process and the five nanometer process are the ones that really AMD, Intel, and Apple have been chasing. And Apple is the first one to get there. So this is, this is throwing down the gauntlet to Intel and saying, we can do it. Can you? 
I firmly believe that Intel can. I believe that NVIDIA can. I believe that AMD can. But they're really going to have to focus their efforts. And so that's the key word here is focus. When you look at Apple as an entity, it is vertically integrated. Tim Cook somewhere just had a shudder of pleasure that I said that. But this entire supply chain from top to bottom is now owned by Apple for the most part. Their, their displays, they still haven't got there yet, but give them time. But what this means is basically Intel, AMD, they need to stop doing this sort of scattershot shotgun approach to this widespread approach and start focusing on particular categories and advancing their technology in them. I think they can do it. They're behind right now. So they're really going to have to dig in if they're going to catch Apple because make no mistake, there is one leader in this category and it is Apple. So faster uh, speeds on these. Uh, the graphics are faster. The battery life uh, is insane as well as reading, you know, 20 hours plus on the video streaming test for the MacBook uh, Pro. Um, and the price, the price is basically the same as it was before for these models. You know, the, the, the thing that, that gets me and everyone always keeps going on, well, you know, they keep charging more and more and more. Apple's been reducing their pricing. So if you take in the cost of inflation, plus either prices that have stayed the same or prices that have come down, the Mac mini is $100 US less than it was. Um, and it is a ripping machine. Anyone that's ever wanted a high-powered MacBook Pro on their desk, congratulations, the Mac Mini is now it. Um, this thing, it's got, it's got you know, console or better level graphics. And when I say console, I mean like PlayStation 5, Xbox One, X, uh, Series X. Um, yeah, this, this is it. Big Sur, uh, Apple's uh, operating system for laptops uh, is out now as well. So John, you've been running the beta, am I right? I have been, yeah, since uh, since June, I guess. Yeah. So you basically you jumped out of the plane without the parachute. Fair enough. How has it been? It's it's actually been probably one of the most pleasant uh, beta OS experiences I've had with Apple, and I've been doing this for a long time. I'm always jumping out without a parachute, and uh, you know it it feels incremental, and I, I really feel that a lot of the things that they're doing under the hood will really be truly made aware of when you have these these new devices with the M1 chip. Um, I think it sort of fixes a lot of little bugs and they do a lot of little design changes and things like that. But I think where the sweet spot is is on these new devices with Big Sur, you can actually run iOS and iPad apps natively on your desktop or your laptop, which I think is going to be huge. I'm still not quite sure exactly what apps you would want to do run that way, but the ability to do that is going to make developers think differently about how they create their apps across all the platforms with one uh, design configuration that'll just natively run on your iPhone the same as it does on your desktop. So is that a good thing though? Because the experience on a laptop is vastly different than on an iPhone. Yeah. So here's, here's the, again, you want Graham's grand prediction of the future. This is this is one of the Graham's grand predictions. Except I've been right about all of these all along. You notice we're following the, tra- the track I set up for us a while back. You need a uh, special the prediction of the future is that they're getting developers used to uh, designing for these multiple platforms because there is now going to be a third way of interfacing with all of these things, and that is going to be the glasses that sit on your face. Um, you know, when Google Glass came out, I said it was way too soon. Um, I said we weren't ready for it, and uh, they weren't ready to ha- how to speak to the public about it. Public wasn't ready for it to to be here in time, and it's less about you know the camera on your face, which there probably will be something like that built into these things, 
but it's going to be about how we integrate with our apps. Apple has this idea that you should use the smallest and most portable uh, interface for your technology that you can, which is why Apple Watch was so important for them. Because from the watch, you go to the phone or the tablet. From the phone or the tablet, you go to either the laptop or the desktop. There's going to be one more before this, which is going to be the glasses. The glasses, the watch, we're starting to get into a place where we're going to be able to interact with our machines. And, you know, I'm going to hear the Android and the Windows folks go, we already do that uh, with gestures. Um, we don't do it well. And so you might notice that, that we've got LiDAR showing up on all of our uh, new portable technology. Uh, LiDAR is this technology that really, it, it can actually recognize things like gestures, straight up minority report stuff with Tom Cruise. Uh, and so this is actually what we're doing is we're putting, pulling these code bases all into one place um, and uh, we're, we're going to be uh, interfacing with things that way. So this is actually the big, beautiful look of the future. This is the benefit of this, is pulling all of the code bases into one spot and then being able to uh, train developers that this is what's coming next. I'm I'm still skeptical about gestures being the wave of the future because I don't want to be seeing a bunch of people walking down the street like they're being attacked by bees so they can check their email, <laughs> right? Like, like. So so here's the, here's the thing though. You've got an Apple Watch with lidar. If that lidar is on your wrist, can you you know wave a hand over it very quietly? Can or use you your tongue. An adjustment with the digital crown. Use your tongue. This is this is this this is the tech that's ahead of us. <laughs> Tongue well, tech. Tongue tech. Uh, the new Apple gear, the Apple uh, MacBook Pro, uh, the Air, and the Apple Mini uh, coming out next week. Yeah, you can pre-order it today. God, that's great. I'm just amazed. Like, they have the announcement, and then bam, it's available. It, uh, that is always amazing to me. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Big Sur, which is the latest update to the Mac operating system. So for all the people out there that are using MacBooks, uh, the MacBook Airs and, and what have you. We'll uh, be doing more of a, a deep dive uh, next week on the app show. I will say, though, if you are using any kind of creative workflow or mission critical stuff, maybe hold off because it's a free up update right now. Yeah. Uh, some of the Adobe apps aren't fully updated yet. So, you know, if, if anything is mission critical or important to your business, do that. I've been running everything and I haven't hit anything yet, but I know there's a number of like music production apps. If you make music with your computer, hold off or at least check with the manufacturer of that app. Um, and some of the Adobe apps are also still a little, little out, uh, not up to date yet. You're listening to Get Connected. Uh, we've got a lot more to talk about. Uh, a little later, we'll tell you about an app that'll help you find uh, uh, a lot of the great uh, deals uh, out there and also what we're looking for as well. And uh, Google Photos, the unlimited storage is ending in June of 2021. A lot of people are using that. So we'll give you some alternatives and what you need to know. You listen to Get Connected, back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Don't forget to hit the website at getconnectedmedia.com, giving away a Google Pixel 4 XL. All you have to do is visit the newsletter tab again at getconnectedmedia.com, and all the instructions are there. We're going to talk about Google some more, Google Photos. This is something I've been telling everyone to use. Uh, it's an app that uh, you can get for your, uh, your desktop or laptop or any of your smartphones. And it basically gives you unlimited storage for your photos. So this has been a great backup tool and highly recommended because photos are probably one of the most important things in our digital world because they're you know important memories for us. However, Google has announced that they are ending the free unlimited storage as of June 2021. We, we should clarify, this works on Apple devices as well. It's not just a Google thing. Yes, Apple, Google, Windows, Macs, everything. Yep. Surprised? 
No, because Apple or Google doesn't have a way of monetizing or advertising to you if you're just dumping your photos there. I'm feeling a little, I don't know, cheated. I don't know how I can feel cheated when it was free, but... <laughs> you get what you pay for. Because this is what Google does, right? Yeah. And this, I mean, you've heard, I've, we've had this conversation so many times, you know? has entered the space with a wonderful free tool that they use to drive the competition out. And unlike Microsoft, who would then go on and own that category and dominate it and just, you know, sell stuff to everybody all the time, Google lets it die. And then we have a vacuum. And then people are now scrambling to go to all of these other competitors that Google had kind of either strangled to death or had reduced the, uh, the technological advancements they could have because they didn't have customers. Google, stop it. <laughs> You're bad at this. Either be an ad company or be a software technology company. Don't do both because right now you're looking at the revenues from your ad stuff and you're using it to support your technology stuff, which actually isn't really good enough to be in the market, but because it's free, people will use it. And then when you realize that you don't know how to make money at it, you leave. You're, you're, you're honestly, you're like the dad that goes out for cigarettes and never comes back. This is horrible what you're doing to the technology industry. You've been doing it for almost 15 years. I'm tired of you. So Graham's uh, Google Chrome browser is going to stop working as of the end of this show. Like I've got Chrome installed on it. <laughs> Don't. Ah. Okay, Firefox, so... Firefox, if you got a Safari, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so what does this mean? John, can you try to explain in English to the listeners that have been using Google Photos what's going to happen in June? So with your Gmail account, which you need as a minimum to actually have Google Photos, you're, you need a Google account. And up until June 1st, 2021, you have unlimited storage. The next day or at midnight or whatever time they actually cut it off, any new photos you upload using that tool, app, service, what have you, will count towards your actual Gmail capacity. Which is 15 gigabytes. Yeah, it might vary depending on when you signed up because some people got some free gigs and that kind of thing. Like I think I get like three or four extra gigs because I was one of the early adopters. Um, but basically, they're going to start throttling or limiting how many photos you can upload unless you choose to upload them at a lower resolution, which doesn't seem to make any sense. Yeah. Because that's the whole point is you get the high resolution onto the cloud and then you have access to it remotely so you don't have to take up that storage space on your device. So any of the photos you have there now are fine. Well, this is the confusing thing. So everyone's going to be doing bulk uploads yeah. up until you know June of 2021. And then after that point, any additional photos will definitely count, just like your attachments in your Gmail, count towards your overall amount of storage. Yes. Right? So, um, so essentially, Google was launching a program called Google Clarity, which they then discontinued because they have no clarity on anything. This is, this is exactly it. Is, you know, when we're looking at this, the only thing that I found that is less clear than what's going on here are the restrictions in BC as far as COVID-19 goes. That's the only thing I can oh, understand less than this. Slam. Um, <laughs> Sorry, talking about it, Henry. I love you. Uh, but, but that's that's really it. It's just, so you've got users right now who are probably not used to um, caring about this, who are now thinking, okay, so I've got my allocation over here and, you know, plot of land A. Um, that's going to stay here forever. Um, but now I need to worry about the amount of Gmail that I have and how much spam I've been deleting. And you know, maybe if I just went through and wiped out all of my email, I can get some more photos. Stop it. This is terrible. You know, yeah. you can compare this to Apple One. 
right? Where it's like you get all of their services, which, you know, I've got now, I've got the, the top end tier, which was like 70 bucks a month for my entire family. It's now like 30 bucks a month for my, my entire family, where I've got two terabytes of storage. So, okay, but in no, fairness, Graham, way easier to understand. Uh, Google's got their Google One service. So you can buy additional cloud storage, and I believe cheaper than what Apple is charging. Yeah, I have 200 gigabytes of Google One storage that is good for uh, the whole year. I pay $27 Canadian. Yeah. So that's pretty good value. Um, and then there is other options too. I mean, I Google is nice because it's it happens in the background. You take a photo, your backup just happens, right? And that's, I think, what a lot of people want is that simplicity. But what I've, I've got Amazon Photos as well. So if yeah. you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, you get Amazon photos which kind of does the same thing right so you're spending all of your your data or your wi-fi yeah backing up your photos to multiple services that's what i'm doing right now yeah i've got google photos i got amazon uh photos i have i've got OneDrive and one uh, icloud i've got icloud and i have a home server i'm paranoid about my photos but can you find any the photos is actually what you should be Right, like you're if two is one, one is none, is yeah. what we will always say in the photography industry, many other industries. If you've only got one backup, you've got no backups because your original goes, your backup goes, which can happen. Well, it happens all the, the time. Works on the launch systems for the space shuttle actually buried the code in his backyard in an ammo box. Um, and when his house burned down, it was there. The, so. the, the, the I think the big problem that people have is they don't even have one of these services turned on. No. That that is that is a problem. Uh, Can so, I bring up one more that's actually a decent price that is good for everybody, whether you're using Google Photos or iCloud or whatnot. Dropbox, Dropbox, yeah. super simple, integrates really really quickly, and it is actually quite cheap for the year. I, I actually don't like Dropbox because it takes up space on your physical computer, based on how much storage you actually have, and I I want to just have that's... one place in the cloud. And I have my own backups in my pictures drive or whatever on my computer. I don't want to have a, that plus Dropbox. Projection. <clears throat> Smart Sync actually lets you turn that off. So you can sync, sync straight to the cloud, not to your computer. Yeah, John. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, I don't tend to trust backup services that are third party from these bigger companies. Yeah. Because I've been burned in the past. They had, a, I had a free for life because I was an early adopter backup program from some service i can't even remember the name of it now for life seemed to be about five years and they ran out of money yeah i see a lot so you've got to be careful listeners you'll see a lot of ads out there uh from these companies these cloud services you've never heard of that essentially uh will give you for a price let's say let's say it's a hundred dollars and you get free unlimited cloud storage for life or some insane amount for life the trouble is Will they stay around for life? And I would say ninety percent of them won't. And that's why I always recommend not yours. Yeah, I always recommend going with a name like a Google, Amazon, or Apple. Someone that you know will most likely be here ten, twenty years from now. So uh, we are going to be following the Google Photos uh, story because it's still not one hundred percent clear to us. Well, and they they could also backtrack too from outrage from all the people that aren't paying for it. <laughs> you never know. Uh, and we'll also, uh, we'll get a blog up on our website about it as well, just to help uh, clarify things. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk Black Friday deals. Probably the best time of the year to look for tech savings. We'll tell you some of the ones that we're looking out for and uh, some tips as well. You're listening to Get Connected. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected, Mike, John, and Graham in studio today. Don't forget to check out our sister show, The App Show. 
It uh, typically airs Sunday, depending on what station you're on. You can get the times at our website, getconnectedmedia.com. If you're in Toronto, it airs right after this, so stick around. We're uh, talking Black Friday now. Coming up, it's the big holiday uh, in the U.S., the shopping holiday that has now infiltrated Canada. Remember, it used to be Boxing Day? Yes. Boxing Day is just a sad reflection now. Well, it's just can another I, excuse can, to have sales. But yeah, Can I make, make a confession? Yes. I was part of the Best Buy team that helped bring Black, Black Friday to Canada. It's your fault. Sorry. Yeah, it's yeah. your fault. Because the thing is, with retailers, you need to understand this, and a lot of Canadian retailers operate in the red until December 24th. Yeah. Right? They would make their year on Boxing Day sales, which is like, that's Russian roulette. You have a bad week. You know, we, we had a couple of years there where online shopping wasn't really a big thing. You'd have a blizzard. And then suddenly as a retailer, you're decimated and your next year is looking bleak. So this was a way to kind of bring profitability back into earlier in the year. So you could, if Black Friday and Cyber Monday don't pan out, you can pull out all the stops for, for Boxing Day, which is one of the reasons why Boxing Day is a little bit more tepid now, I think. Yeah, because all the deals are gone. <laughs> from, from black friday okay so let's talk black friday uh coming up uh shortly here uh tomorrow or after this show depending where city you're in uh we'll be talking with uh, the flip folks they make a great app for finding some of those uh, black friday deals graham what are you looking for I've got a couple of things and they're both smart home related. Uh, so I've gone through, I've had, I've had a Lutron Caseta system in my home for lighting control for a very long time, which, you know, if you like your RGB bulbs and things like that, this, this is not, this is not that. This is the backbone of a good lighting system in your home that just does dimming and on and off and being able to yell at Siri to go do the thing that you want her to do. Um, and so the Caseta stuff is HomeKit compatible. Um, it is rock solid reliable because it's actually the switches and not the bulbs bulbs i find can be finicky um, whereas with these switches because they they use a base station they're 100 reliable so i've got all of my dimmers in place but I, what i realized is there's a couple of things around the house that i didn't get set up and these are you know the lights over the the kitchen stove and things which you get into bed and you look over and you're like there's a light on somewhere really so I've got the last couple of dimmers. I'm looking for a deal on Lutron Caseta. So I've got Best Buy on watch. I've got Amazon on watch. I've got Home Depot on watch. Um, I've been picking most of them up from Home Depot. So I think I'm, they're my horse in this race. So that's, that's the one. And the other one is a smart vacuum. I've got one of these knockoff smart vacuum. It's not smart. No. <laughs> it just wanders around the house bumping into things. There's no camera. There's no brain here. Honestly, like my, I've, I've got a poodle and he's fairly intelligent. I've got a cat who's, he appears intelligent, but he's dumb as hell. Um, I hear me say that. Um, and, and both of them look at this thing like you are the lowest form of life on the food chain in this house. Even the fish is like, dude, what are you doing? It, is, it bumps into things over and over, just kind of rams into it. I'm like, I can, you can almost hear the little robotic voice saying, kill me. Um, so I'm going to recycle it when I'm done. But I'm looking for a brand new robotic vacuum. And so we, we've got a couple that we, we were talking about earlier. Yeah, so... The leader definitely would be iRobot with the Roomba series. They kind of uh, invented the category. I know that they will have some Black Friday deals, you know, anywhere from 100 to a, a few hundred dollars off, depending what model you're looking for. Another one to look out for is from the Ecovac folks. They make the D-Bot. Uh, my parents have one. It is rock solid. It is really good. It's got all sorts of sensors. It'll map the room out. Uh, you can even have like a, a mop attachment to it as well. It's got a little reservoir so you can mop the floors. Uh, they're, they're great. And John, uh, you have one. I, I don't think it's going to be here in time. No. Uh, Wise, the, the company that makes all the cameras that we like, they, they just announced a new one that's coming out uh, for $199 US. 
Poof, that's cheap. It might not be out till the new year, though. Okay, so you'll have to wait uh, on uh, on that one. John, what are you looking for? Well, I actually need a new microwave, and I've actually been thinking about getting an air fryer as well. Oh. So those things, they actually, they, I've seen a few that actually are all in one. It's yeah. an air fryer, convection oven, and a microwave. Do you, do you have a, an Instant Pot? I do. I haven't have got one yet. Have you seen an air fryer lid? I, I have seen the lid, and the lid looks really cool, but I have the bigger Instapot, which is not compatible. The, with, the eight. Yes. Yeah, see, I've, I've got the six, I got the lid, and for anybody out there that's looking for it, if it's on a Black Friday deal right now, pick up the lid. It's cool. It's it basically, yeah. Yeah, it's an air fryer. I'm, it, I, it works really well. Why don't they make an eight-quart one? <laughs> yeah, so that's a problem. You know, if you've got a family, like we, you know, growing up here, when my kids are kind of leaving the house now, but, you know, there's five of us, and so a lot of time these... Instapots and air fryers are just too small. Yeah, well, I got the big one because it was cheaper on sale, and it was like a Amazon Prime Day deal or something like that. Yeah. I didn't know it was my first one, and now I can't upgrade it because they don't make the things for that size; they make it for the smaller size. Do you know what I'm looking for? I'm looking for some kitchen tech. So there's a few things I have uh, my eye on from Philips. One is the Philips soup maker. Looks like this giant kettle, and you basically just stick all the ingredients in, and it makes soup. Does it stir for it for you? I, I don't know what kind of tech magic is in there, but it's just like cream-based soups, everything. Hmm. It is. used to re- call that a pot. <laughs> <laughs> Graham, you're wrecking my dream. <laughs> you're bringing me down. Uh, okay, but the other one, I'm telling you, this is the, and it, they're in short supply, so I don't think the, I'm hoping they have a Black Friday deal. Uh, the Philips Pasta Maker. Have you seen this thing? It yeah. is like what is it? it makes pasta? Yes. No, but fresh pasta. Like you put flour in and Oh, I'm, I'm not like a cook, but other ingredients. <laughs> and you can make every kind of pasta, like lasagna noodles, spaghetti, linguine, tortellini, everything. It, and you can make like... So this just spits out the, the noodles and then you go and you make the dish with it. Yes. It's you know, like so amazing. Thing, my, I, I've actually done the like the, the make the, the pasta dough and, and run it through a KitchenAid, um, through the stand mixer. That is, that's a labor intensive process. This is, this is kind of a cool... No, device. this one, yeah, it's like one unit and you dump it all in this one part of the container thing but my question with any of these kinds of devices yeah how easy is it to clean (laughs) well i gotta be honest because i've been youtubing this thing there are youtube's videos just dedicated on cleaning it right yeah i mean so next year though we'll be getting the phillips soup maker and phillips pasta maker cleaner um which will be connected through your (laughs) cleaner robot i know uh so other other things too that i know are going to be on sale uh look out for these dyson They've got a, a lot of great deals coming on some of their vacuums. Uh, I, got, their, I got my I I got mine last year on Black Friday. Yeah, yeah. I, I so I, I need a new Dyson hot because mine got knocked over this year, and so now it's just a Dyson fan. <laughs> a Dyson not? It's, it's, it's unfortunately out of warranty. They were really good, but they were just like, yeah, sorry, you bought this like eight years ago. We can't. Uh, but I, I need a new vacuum as well. So but that, uh, but like, Graham, I, I bought my robotic vacuum, but I also want to stick back because that's you know from spot cleaning. Graham, that's an important point though. You you had it for eight years. And until you knocked yes. it over, it still probably would have been fine, right? So honestly, that would that thing would have lasted until the end of time. That's purely on me. These things are so well built. I, I I literally had to knock it off a flight of stairs for it to break, and it still it still works as a fan. So I can't complain. Gonna have to cut you off. Uh, we're gonna have to take a break. When we come back, more tech to talk here on Get Connected. Stay tuned. You're back with Get Connected. Want to throw to the contest one more time? getconnectedmedia.com is the website. If you go to the newsletter tab, all you have to do is subscribe to our e-newsletter and you're automatically entered to win 
a Google Pixel 4 XL. This is an amazing smartphone with one of the uh, the top cameras out there on it as well. Fantastic in low light conditions. So uh, when you are taking photos, you know, if you're in a dark restaurant or at night, this thing just kind of lights up the room without the flash. So it just makes the pictures feel that much more lifelike. And again, getconnectedmedia.com. Also want to throw to our sister show, The App Show. This is available on our website. We've got the audio and video podcasts uh, there, but also you can listen to it on the radio on uh, any of the chorus radio stations, typically on Sundays in Toronto. It's on right after this, so just keep listening. We, we want to get you as a, a listener. I want to thank everyone that helps put the show together. Of course, John and Christina and Graham, thanks for joining us today. We'll see you again next time.